I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Silly Jedi! Silly Jedi! Remember, the Force will be with you, always. You must unlearn what you have learned. Hey guys, welcome to Jedi Toy Masters Star Wars Car Talk. This is the uh, the part two of our talk uh, regarding the uh, Colin Trevorrow uh, episode nine script. If you heard that last episode, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but I don't know when this will go out. But if you heard that episode, you're going to want to hear this one because we're going to keep going. <laughs> we're just going to keep going. We're just gonna punch it, Chewy, and we're gonna hyperdrive, hyperdrive jump or hyper leap jump, whatever Poe did in that movie, and uh, <laughs> and we're not gonna, we're just gonna keep going right through it and see what happens. Let's do it. So uh, we um, had some extra thoughts. You had, well, you had some extra yeah. thoughts, and and I, and I felt too like you know there was a couple of things that we probably could have mentioned, uh, some likes and dislikes regarding the uh, Trevorrow script. Um, I've since, since our last talk, I actually listened to uh, a couple of other opinions on the interwebs regarding it, and, and I get it. Like, you know, um, that, I, we didn't read the script. We've, we've listened to kind of like and read descriptions of the, of the story in detail. But I guess ultimately, you know, if that, that script would have made it to a movie, it wouldn't have been that script the way it was written. There would have probably been a lot of tweaks, a lot of compromises, you know, like somebody somebody said, uh, movies are made three times. You know, you write it, you shoot it, and then you edit it. So, um, right, right. so yeah, so it could have been a lot of changes, but ultimately I still think that the bones of what this Kevin, Colin Trevorrow script uh, is all about, I really like over Rise of Skywalker. I, I'm going to agree and disagree with you at the same time. That's it. We're um, getting right into it. <laughs> I, I, and and, and we'll, we'll talk about like the, the themes. Uh, so I do agree with you on a lot of the characters' arcs. Um, and even to some degree, Ray's, except there's one fundamental problem with uh, Trevorrow or Trevorrow. I still don't know how to pronounce his name. But there's one fundamental problem with his um, kind of view on the Force. I'm just going to go out and say it right now. The whole, like, Rey-Jedi idea, mm. the balance. I think he has a misunderstanding of that. Um, but I do like the other aspects okay. um, of it because of how um, he really followed through on a lot of the themes that were established in Episode 7 and 8. Okay. Yeah, no, that, I, 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 I get that. And I mean, again, I think that's probably would have been one of the things where Disney and maybe the Lucas story group would have kind of like gotten involved and, and, and kind of gone back and forth to find a, a compromise, a medium of how to, of how to really tackle uh, the whole idea of Ray and the force and the balance. And I mean, I do like the idea that she is able to kind of like balance the light and the dark within herself. So that this like, you know, uh, you know, darkness rises and light to meet it idea would kind of like could be in one person. Like you can have a balance of the light and the dark, but ultimately be good and be, you know, um, one with the force, I guess, you know, kind of like, uh, 
uh, what, what are those guys from the uh, from Rogue One? You know, I, the Force is with me, and I'm with the Force. Yeah, know? yeah, the, the 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 keepers of the the temple, the Kyber Crystal. Yeah, the Guardian. Yeah, the Guardian. I so the name exactly. Like I, I think that uh, the I like the idea of Ray being able to find that balance. Um, the one thing that probably uh, doesn't really get explained, aside from the Force chose you, is why Ray right off the bat was like so powerful and so tapped into the Force. Like once it's like once she acknowledged it that the force was something in her it's it's almost like all those abilities just kind of like rose to the surface in the last in the first two movies and you know it, the the idea that she's a nobody is sounds great on paper because it really kind of shows that moving forward we can have jedi or people that are force sensitive that can achieve the uh uh things that the jedis achieved um case in point even like in star wars rebels that animated show you know you meet this kid ezra and like you know he's a nobody his parents were kind of involved in politics but he's basically a nobody and during the course of the show he develops he's force sensitive and he's like he's like one of the kids the children of the force and like that's kind of like something with that like vader and the inquisitors were like hunting down during that period any kid that like showed any promise of having being force sensitive so I get it. There, there is, there are force sensitive people, but like to the degree of Ray, it would have been nice to have some kind of explanation for that in either script, JJ's or like, cause I don't really buy the whole, oh, well she's related to Palpatine. So that's why she's so powerful. Like, yeah, but we don't even know why Palpatine is powerful to begin with. Like all we, for all we know, he could have just been a regular dude that started messing with the Sith stuff. And like, you know, he could have just been a force sensitive person that went to the dark side. You know, like, why is he like the equilibrium of the dark side? And, you know, it's that, you know, that's that's really something that really hasn't been explained. And it'll probably get explained in like books and comics. But to me, it's like, well, yeah, I, I would love for it to be explained in a movie for once. Yeah, I mean, but we accepted it in the original trilogy and the prequels. We accepted that he was powerful, right? So, I mean, I think you're right. I would have liked a little bit more understanding of how she was so initially so powerful with the Force, even though she had no training. But at the same time, like, you know, I can accept that maybe something within, like, bloodlines, uh, like family bloodline, like, there's something uh, unique about that that would maybe make you more powerful. Uh, I, I can accept that. I think in in the Rick Skywalker, I would have preferred that, like, okay, so we got hints that, um, that Finn was Force-sensitive, right? I wish that they would have played a, a, with that idea a little bit more. Yeah. And instead of just hinting at it, like, show us, you know, like, show us a moment where there's maybe leaks in that ability. You know, it's not refined. He's not super strong with it. And, you know, we got, in, in the right time, we, we got when he felt that Ray was in trouble or things like that. But I would have loved more of an arc for Finn where we saw, I didn't have to see everything, but see more of where this is going. Yeah. 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 In, in, the, in the Rise of Skywalker, like, I, I definitely think that they, sh they, they should have taken a little bit more uh, chances with that. And they, sh they it would have been great, like even like when he was, you know, 
trying to uh, destroy that star destroyer with Janna. If if like at, if at some point like he 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 is able because of the stressful situation that they're in, he is able to kind of like tap into the force and and show a little bit, kind of like Broom Boy, like show that he he can use the force a little bit and maybe it surprises him and it surprises Janna and 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 that kind of shows that you know what that that would kind of set up the idea that it's not just Rey she isn't the last Jedi like there is promise for the future of of the force and and of of these force sensitive people that are going to be fighting for good for truth and justice in the galaxy or whatever like like they they really didn't do that and I think Trevorrow's script does hint at it a lot more because there is a there is a mention somewhere in there where they're they're in the battle in the midst of the battle and Ray kind of like communicates to Finn via the Force and Finn kind of like communicates back and that kind of like is almost like that hint that we got an Empire where Luke and Leia kind of like uh, sensed each other in the Force and and then in the next movie it was explained that they were related and that explained it but um yeah like I I, I definitely like the bones of the Trevorrow script. Um, I like the fact that we go to Coruscant. I like the fact that there's a lot more, like it, it connects the prequels a lot more. It, um, uh, cause I think that's definitely something that the sequel trilogy has tried to like stare clear of. It is that with, 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 uh, like almost avoiding any, any talk or mention of the prequels. And if they do mention the prequels, it's like, like a throwaway line, almost like dismissive of the prequels. Oh yeah, clones or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The the Jedi at the top of their power, they were what you know, they were whack or whatever. Like it, they they didn't yeah. really they didn't really like tap into the entire history. And JJ was all big about well, this movie is supposed to it culminates all like nine movies or whatever. And it aside from Palpatine being a character that was in the prequels, like it doesn't. No, nothing that he did in this movie really was set up in the prequels, except maybe the line of the dark side as a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural, and like may and that kind of like explains why he's why he's back from the dead. You know that maybe. Yeah. He, but aside from that, like that, the rise of Skywalker doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really kind of like acknowledge the 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 the, the history of the prequels, especially since like the era of the clone wars has become such a rich era i mean we have like six seasons of show an animated history showing like all this stuff that happened during the you know uh clone wars i mean the mandalorian is basically based on stuff that happened during the the clone war with the mandalorians and like the aftermath of that like there's all this mention of it there's all this history that wasn't really utilized in the last jedi it was just basically good evil yeah retreading uh return of the jedi and boom the end well duel of the fates also retread return of the jedi it's just how you do it so jj and chris terrio um anything any like connections to their prequels were what what i call the loose flourishes they, they were just surface level stuff not deep yeah like to bring back to bring back um the, the force ghosts right at the very end yeah that's kind of cool but ray had no connection with them we had no sense of there being any connection with them. If there's any connection, it's just simply for the audience. Right. But it's not for the character herself. Um, so let's go back to the Duel of the Fates uh, drafts, right? Uh, one thing that didn't sit right with me was the whole like, Grey Jedi idea. Now, they didn't say Grey Jedi. I don't think it's a script. 
And I realized I heard another commentary about it. I realized that there's actually two drafts that are out there. Huh. But in both in both drafts, um, Ray, like what how she beats Kylo Ren in the act is embracing the rage in her, right? And and I guess that's what, how he describes like uh, balancing the light and the dark. And, and I think that's a fundamental misunderstanding of of what it is to balance, right? Because that that, that wasn't um, George Lucas's idea of what balance is. It, George always talked about how like letting uh, fear and and anger control you. That was the, that was the problem, right? And so it doesn't make sense. In, and, and then from like a Christian perspective, even though they're not like Christians, but not, but like the idea of like uh, evil, like balancing good and evil, that doesn't make sense. That's not a balance. Good evil's always going to want to con- control and and ruin and destroy, right? So like you you can't have half poison and then half clean water in your cup. <laughs> right. That's not balance. Yeah. That's just poison. You know what I mean? And so that's a fundamental, like, that's what, that's why I don't agree at all with um, the Duel of the Fate script, if that's what it's saying. You know, of course, again, we're hearing secondhand, none of us have read the script. Um, and so, uh, you know, but, but if that's what, it, if that's what it's saying, that, doesn't, that really doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it, like, I, 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 one thing that I would say, like, I, I like what uh, Luke was saying in The Last Jedi about, like, the Jedi, they went too far with their rules, right? Like, rules have, that, that's good, like, they have good ideas, but like, but to have no attachment, no no love, supposedly, right, that that might have been an error on their part. Right. It, it, it's when those things um, control you in a, in a bad way. So right. it's when you don't make the right decision because of your attachments, you know? Um, and so I think I think the balance would be, you know what? Like, I can have attachments. I can love. But even with that, I'm going to make the right decisions. That that would be balance in oneself. Not, not like a gray where you have, like, darkness and light at the same time. We all have darkness. It's, it's about, like being able to embrace the light and shut away the darkness. Mm-hmm. That's balance. That's good. That's good, man. I mean, that, that I totally agree. That that actually, uh, uh, you convinced me. That actually, that, that makes more sense. And, 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 but you know what's funny is though, even in The Rise of Skywalker, the fact that her lightsaber at the end is yellow, it kind of hints at that, um, that idea that she's been able to, sh- that, you know, she's, she's seen the light, she's seen the dark, and she has kind of like found balance. They don't really go on, they don't really say what it is, but I think the fact that her lightsaber is that like this yellow color, that kind of does like signify almost like I'm not red, I'm not green, I'm not blue, I'm kind of like somewhere, I'm different. You know, it's like a new beginning. So there is that idea yeah. of, of her achieving something that the Jedi ha- didn't achieve, or maybe, maybe a few achieved but it wasn't mainstream because of the Jedi culture or whatever at during the during that time, like because you know like you know guys like Qui Gon you know and and some others they kind of were 
on the fence. You know, they were like, you know, I'm a Jedi and I'm all about this life, but we're taking it a little bit too far. Like he, he, and you got hints of it in the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think people, when people say gray Jedi, I don't know if that comes from legends or whatnot, but I think that people don't have an understanding. Like when Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon wasn't embracing like anger, fear to where it controls his Like he's going to make bad choices. That's not what he was trying to do. I think he was just not so bound with the strict Jedi code. Yeah. I mean, a perfect That's example of that. It's like legalism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you told, and you see it. You see it perfectly in the Phantom Menace when he's battling Darth Maul because after like, you know, after such an intense battle the, during, you know, during that lightsaber battle, like there's a moment where like that, that force field wall like divides them. And, you know, whereas Darth Maul is like, he keeps that momentum of anger and hate and he's like pacing back and forth. You know, Qui-Gon takes that moment to kind of like compose himself and he, he yeah. kneels down and he kind of like meditates and kind of like tries to center himself because he doesn't want to be controlled by that anger. And that's like a perfect example of, of him. He was, you know, he was like in the midst of the battle, he got heated and then all of a sudden he has this opportunity. Let me, let me, let me ground myself again. Let me center myself again. And I, because I, I, they embrace the force for defense, never attack. Yeah. Right. It's always about letting go. I mean, from the 1977 Star Wars, you know, like, um, use the force, Luke. Like, he, he, he turned off his targeting computer. Yeah. Because he allowed, like, to center himself. Um, and so, and then, like, like your example of Qui-Gon, right? So these are examples of um, being at peace with yourself, and um, you, you can feel anger and, and rage and all these things, right? But not letting it uh, cloud your mind and control your actions you know yeah it's it, and so uh so that's why i feel like fundamentally like the uh duel of fates if that's what it's about then that's messed up that's wrong like the other stuff like about finn and like uh and how um and some of that like like little things like a kyle having a vision fighting darth vader i mean that would have been so cool like you know i thought and and, and a lot of other aspects, even Ray being no one. I, you know, I could have gone either way, Ray being someone or no, or no one, no one, no one. But you know what I mean? Not from like some prestigious line. Right. It's, it, it's all about how you do it, you know? Um, and, you know, so all those things from that draft uh, are cool, except for that, that fundamental idea of what the, the force is. Yeah, I could agree with that. I, I think uh, ultimately, though, I think that like the bones of this story i prefer over rise of skywalker like you know in the rise of skywalker that whole like you know uh that they have to go find the map and they got to find the dagger and then the dagger leads them to this and the death star and that like i just feel like that whole adventure was just made up just to just to give them something to do whereas i feel like in the trevaro uh script the idea of like no, we're gonna. We're, we're, the battle is gonna take place on Coruscant, and we're gonna like steal this Star Destroyer and use and use like this, you know, these weapons against them. And then Finn kind of recruiting people, and like, you know, I like the idea that it's the battle takes place on the ground of Coruscant and in the skies above, in the space above Coruscant, like very reminiscent yeah. of 
very reminiscent of, of Jedi, but instead of like the space and the forest, we're like fighting in the in the urban, in the city, and and in space. Like I like that idea. I like that we come back to where the corruption started, Coruscant, right, yeah. to and yeah. the thing like that that's really like when i heard that man i was like man like that that's like almost like a no brainer and the fact that you go to mortis you go to like the sith mecca you know in that in that story and instead of some made up planet that we've never heard of that is that now we're supposed to believe is some ancient you know sith world but we've you know i mean the casual Star Wars fan isn't going to care. They're going to be like, "All oh, right, this is this is a cool new place that that existed that we never heard of." But like the the hardcore Star Wars fan is going to be like, "I've read all the books. I've read all the comics. Like I watched the Clone Wars. Where this planet's never been mentioned. This place has never been mentioned. Palpatine never talks about this place. The none of the Sith ever mentioned this place or this whole idea of like." being revived and coming back and, and being part of and a claw machine and you know like all that stuff i feel like was just made up to kind of it was like almost like the, the desperate hour it was like help me jj you're my only hope like we have you gotta you gotta like we gotta wrap this up some way and he kind of like he he him and um uh i forgot his name the uh chris terrio you know they kind of like just took took a bunch of different ideas threw them on the wall and whatever stuck they kind of molded I, it together I would, I would give them i would give it a little more credit than that i mean it's um it was it's a hard task it was a hard task for them not having terry fisher and trying to figure out what to do it's so you know honor her and the character of leia you know um i, I don't know i i feel a little more <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you're 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 a little more forgiving than I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I'm here, man. This is a good car talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> this, is, this, this is like therapy right here. This is that. Well, that's what this is. Star Wars car talk. It's therapy for me, and you know, when I get to have somebody on here, uh, it's therapy for us. You know, so that's why I want to keep this going. But. Um, so we just wanted to give a couple more ideas of what we thought of the Colin Trevorrow script. Let us know in the comments below what you think. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. And man, if anyone out there has a copy of this thing, I'm not going to say to like out yourself and say, well, I got it from so-and-so or whatever. But man, uh, send, send, send it our way because I'd love to read this thing. I would, I really would love to read this thing. Um, and I just really hope that that maybe Disney will somehow take the ideas of that script and maybe make some kind of like Elseworld comic based on it, you know? Um, Cause I'm sure there's also, you know, there's different versions of the force awakens that were written. There's different versions of like the last Jedi that probably were kind of tweaked. So it would be cool to kind of see like, you know, I have, a, I have an, a star Wars Elseworld. It's called infinity star Wars infinities book. And it basically, it's a New Hope, Empire, and Jedi, but it's like certain story elements are changed and to see what would happen. You know, like what if Luke Skywalker missed and he didn't blow up the Death Star in A New Hope? You know, what if mm. Princess Leia turned to the dark side and Vader approached her in Empire instead of Luke? Like things like that. Like, and, and I haven't been able to finish all the way through, but 
uh, the last time I was reading through it years ago, I just remember thinking like, this is really cool. Like to be able to play fun, you know, have fun with your imagination and see where these Elseworlds stories take you. I think they can totally do that with this prequel, this uh, sequel trilogy and kind of like use a lot of these story elements that were abandoned and kind of incorporate them into like a comic. I think that would be that would be fun. Any, any more Star Wars content, I'm not opposed to. That's right. Um, the trailer for Clone Wars Season 6 dropped, the new one. I encourage you to check that out. And if you uh, haven't done so already, I'm I'm almost, I'm like in Season 4 at this point. I think I'm, I'm beginning Season 4 right now on Disney+. Plus, and I'm just trying to breeze through these episodes of Clone Wars, trying to absorb it. So to be ready for this last season of Clone Wars that's coming out next month. So, I don't know if I can catch up, man. I might, I might do what the unthinkable. <laughs> I might do what the unthinkable and just watch season six. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no! Uh, you gotta like, you you gotta you gotta pull an all nighter and just like literally just binge watch like two seasons. <laughs> just do it. This is too much. I can't take it. Just do it. Do it. too much. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. Well, you know thanks. We for... Someone, someone needs to hold on, hold on. Someone needs to put like these are the pivotal episodes for each season. For the person who just you know have kids, have work, does not have the time. Yeah, that, the pivotal one, the that, one you have to watch. It's someone true. Needs to have that it's one. true because there's a lot of there's a lot of throwaway episodes in there. There's a lot of like you know just like uh, villain of the week type episodes in there that you know, don't really connect, but there there are a couple of like little mini, mini stories that take place within a couple of episodes that are really good stories to watch. Like those, those episodes as a block, these episodes of like, I think, uh, I'm pretty sure it's probably out there. Uh, if I find it, I'll, I'll, I'll send it your way. And if I do find it, uh, I'll put it in the description, uh, below, but, uh, thanks bro. Thanks for talking to me here. Star Wars card talk. Kevin Terraro script. Uh, I give it a thumbs up, even though there are some things that don't work. I still give it a thumbs up. Oh! <laughs> All right. Until next time. You know what? You know what? One last, one last word. I think that if we got this movie, we'd be like, oh, where's the JJ script? <laughs> oh, no. I know. I know. We're horrible. That's we're the problem. Satisfied. Yeah, we're, we're never satisfied. satisfied. Star Wars fans are like the most unsatisfied humans ever. It's terrible. Yeah. Listen, man, may the force be with you. May the force be with you, my friend. <laughs>